Welcome to the Asian American and Asian Research Institute's Final Lecture Series Online Edition. I'm Anthony Wong, Program Coordinator of this institute, and I want to thank everyone for joining us for our very first lecture of the fall 2021 uh, semester. If hope you had a fun and productive summer, uh, we're honored to have with us Professor uh, Sumanth Inukanda uh, to present his recently published book, Media, Nationalism, and Globalization, the Telangana Movement and Indian Politics. Uh, professor Sumath Inukanda is an assistant professor of communications studies at LaGuardia Community College, CUNY. Uh, professor Inukanda does research in social stratification, social movements, urban and rural sociology and communication and media. He has previously worked on a project with the Administrative Staff College of India and Water and Sanitation Program, South Asia. His book, Media, Nationalism and Globalization, the Telangana Movement and Indian Politics, was published in October 2019 by Rutledge. And for folks who uh, wish to purchase a copy, you can visit the Rutledge website or uh, coming up on September 30th, uh, it will be available as paperback at Amazon. And uh, so please welcome Professor Inukanda. Uh, thank you for uh, having me. Uh, thanks uh, also to Ari for uh, giving me this opportunity. Okay, so uh, this work, is, uh, is based on my uh, dissertation research. And uh, this, is, uh, this is based on uh, Telangana movement in India, which, uh, which you might not have heard of, uh, but it is a movement which is uh, kind of dear to my heart and to uh, you know, uh, a lot of people in, uh, in Telangana. So I come from uh, that region. And I have had uh, ties, family ties with this uh, movement. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fulfilling and uh, interesting uh, journey to be part of this uh, movement and to be part of this, uh, this project, this book. So let me uh, open up my slides and slowly introduce you to uh, to the subject and uh, what uh, what this is all about. So here's the cover. This is the book. I also have a copy with me. Uh, so uh, so this is a movement for uh, statehood, and uh, it is a movement for uh, uh, local sovereignty as I call it. Uh, it's a movement uh, which was successful and uh, and uh, I, I, uh, I, I sort of looked at this movement from the prism of uh, globalization. <clears throat> so it's a historical movement, uh, but uh, you know, the way it was revived and uh, uh, yeah, the way it uh, gained popularity, I thought, uh, had to do with uh, globalization, media, and uh, nationalism. And these are uh, these are definitely uh, important uh, topics, important uh, prisms to look at uh, various developments that are happening uh, around the world, and how do we make those connections, right? So let's get into this. So firstly, where is Telangana? Uh, this is Telangana, the portion in yellow. 
and this is the newest state of uh, Indian uh, Union. Uh, so, uh, states in India uh, are fluid entities, unlike uh, unlike say European Union or uh, or USA. Uh, India is more of a unitary state than a uh, federal state. So, uh, so the federal government uh, can carve out new states, can merge states, uh, can uh, technically play around with uh, with uh, internal boundaries. Uh, so this. Uh, I think the story of Telangana uh, goes back to to the times of uh, British India, and uh, this region was part of a larger dominion, uh, which was ruled by a local king called uh, Nizam. And uh, it was not ruled directly by the British. Whereas, uh, you know, this other region that you see here, right below it, uh, was part of uh, British India. Okay, so this, uh, this difference is important because uh, this is... Uh, this is also one of the reasons uh, why we see uh, this movement. So, uh, in 1950s, uh, there were movements for uh, linguistic states in India. And uh, that was also triggered by this region here. It's called Andhra, the Andhra region. Uh, so, the states were carved in a way uh, that uh, supported uh, linguistic nationalism. So India, as you know, has uh, several languages, about 30 major languages. Uh, however, the state boundaries uh, did not coincide with, uh, with linguistic boundaries back in the day. So just as you have France and Germany, you know, French-speaking people, German-speaking people, and... Uh, <clears throat> And they have, uh, you know, borders around that. Uh, that was not the case in uh, under British, and that was not the case after independence as well. For uh, for first few years, but then there were uh, linguistic movements, movements which wanted their own uh, state. Uh, having a language makes local administration easy. So if you have people speaking uh, multiple different languages under under a government, uh, you know, government communication becomes a little complicated uh, as against having one language. Uh, it, it, it kind of, I guess, eases communication. Uh, and there are other uh, reasons as well. Uh, there are a lot of uh, sub-nationalities in India, you know, ethnic groups regional groups, linguistic groups, and they have these aspirations, you know, they have aspirations of living in their uh, own lands. 
and uh, being ruled by their own uh, people. So as part of uh, linguistic uh, states movements uh, in 50s, there was a state reorganization commission that was set up uh, and uh, new states were carved out based on uh, uh, you know, language. Uh, and, uh, and as part of that, these two regions were merged together. This Andhra region below and this uh, Telangana region in yellow. And there was one state uh, called the Andhra state. However, uh, the merger uh, created some problems right away. And there was uh, discontent in, in the Telangana region uh, right from the beginning. So these two regions were uh, kind of uneven in terms of development. Uh, this part, as I had said, was part of uh, British India and uh, it had English education. It was uh, in the plains, fertile plains. So uh, it was relatively rich. And this part was uh, on a plateau. And yeah, it's kind of a rough terrain, you know kind of like Afghanistan, if I could say that. Uh, and uh, the language of instruction was uh, was Urdu under uh, Nizam, and it was not English. So, uh, so it was felt that uh, people of this region will be uh, at a disadvantage in the in the combined state. In the combined state, uh, they may not be able to compete uh, with uh, with them, with the Andhras, for jobs. And uh, there is a certain uh, educational and uh, economic and uh, social uh, difference or backwardness. Uh, so there was a discontent and then uh, there were demands, there were constant demands. There was a student movement in the 70s and it was, uh, it was crushed. Uh, and then, you know, the, uh, uh, it sort of uh, went subterranean. There were some underground movements for a while, uh, but the demand remained popular with, uh, with the people. Yeah, so in 1991, uh, <clears throat> economic reforms were initiated in India, uh, and India transformed from being a socialist uh, state-centered economy to a market-driven economy. Uh, so this, uh, this period was, uh, yeah, the period of globalization, where India welcomed uh, global capital and India welcomed uh, private capital, private enterprise. And one of the success stories uh, was the city of Hyderabad, which is the capital of Andhra Pradesh and uh, now uh, the capital of Telangana. So uh, this was a modern city. It was uh, rebranded as high-tech city. And uh, you had a lot of uh, information technology companies go in there. Uh, we have Amazon, uh, you know, Microsoft, Google, 
you know all of them have their uh, offices in the city and it's a it's a new upcoming india that this city sort of captures and in under these conditions uh, of uh, of say market primacy state started to recede so the government uh, was scaled down uh, not as many government jobs as not as many opportunities within uh, within the government uh, jobs were created in uh, in private sector and all this was new for uh, for a, you know a country like india which was uh, a closed economy <clears throat> and hyderabad was a successful uh, city and uh, and you had uh, a lot of uh, you know foreign dignitaries coming here and you see uh, you know bill clinton here bill gates also visited hyderabad uh, and uh, hyderabad was being seen as a huge success uh, this is an ad <clears throat> which sort of uh, speaks to the times um, early 2000s you know the optimism of a rising india i think uh, i think it will be interesting uh, just take a look at it there are two indias in this country one india is training at the leash eager to spring forth and live up to all the adjectives that the world has been recently shouting about us the other india is the leash One India says give me a chance and I'll prove myself. The other India says prove yourself first and maybe then you'll have a chance. One India lives in the optimism of our hearts. The other India lurks in the skepticism of our minds. One India wants. The other India hopes. One India leads. The other India follows. These conversions are on the rise. With each passing day more and more people from the other india are coming over to this side and quietly while the world is not looking a pulsating dynamic new india is emerging an india whose faith in success is far greater than its fear of failure an india that no longer boycotts foreign made goods but buys out the companies that make them instead history they say is a bad motorist It rarely ever signals its intentions when it's taking a turn. This is that rarely ever moment. History is turning a page. For over half a century, our nation has sprung, stumbled, run, fallen, rolled over, got up and dusted herself and cantered, sometimes lurched on. But now, in our 60th year as free nation, the ride has brought us to the edge of time's great precipice and one india a tiny little voice in the back of the head is looking down at the bottom of the ravine and hesitating the other india is looking up at the sky and saying it's time to fly Uh, so what we hear here is uh, the discourse of globalization as i call you uh, so it's about opening our hearts and uh, minds and we can be part of this uh, new reality of uh, globalization that is emerging
let's check this other video. Let's check this other video now. Hyderabad City University, one of the most prestigious in India, but a deeply troubled place. Student Amarnath points to the ceiling fan from where his roommate Sai hanged himself. He believes his friend took his own life through the despair of being unable to achieve an independent state of Telangana. Shocking images of another student setting themselves on fire. Unbearable grief for the mother of one. Local community groups say there have been more than 250 suicide cases in Telangana since November of last year. And now the university where the majority of students support an independent state has become a center for radicalism. The opportunistic politicians have let us down and though we don't want any more students or people to kill themselves, we will not rest until we get a separate Telangana state. Scenes like these have become commonplace with students battling police who fire tear gas in response. They're angry at the government's delay in granting independence. Amarnath believes they're doing the right thing. At 19, he comes from a poor background and is on a scholarship. He says the students are not only fighting for their own rights, but also for those of the communities they come from. I want a separate Telangana and I've been on many protests and I'm sure we'll get it. And in turn, I'm hoping my employment prospects will also improve. A view supported by local political leaders who believe the only way forward is to achieve statehood. There cannot be any compromise. Now everybody is thoroughly convinced that separation is the only solution. The agitation in Telangana is there from the last 50 years. It has never ceased and it will continue. We will fight till we achieve our goal. Student deaths and empty classrooms have cast a shadow over the centers of learning. We are very much concerned. We are bothered that you know students are losing uh, uh, their uh, education. Uh, they may be able to finish off within the given time, but uh, the kind of uh, teaching that should go is being uh, disrupted. Graduates from here can often find themselves in government jobs or even in the IT hubs of Hyderabad, Bengaluru and beyond. Any delay in reaching academic achievement could do them long-term educational harm in an ever-competitive employment market. That's if the disruption continues. But for the moment, as far as the students are concerned, the needs of the many far outweigh the needs of a few for a cause that they believe will redefine their regional identity. Sahil Rahman, Al Jazeera, Asmania University, Hyderabad. Yeah, so what I found uh, in my study was uh, that it wasn't just regional identity. Regional identity sentiment was alive uh, through, uh, through these 50 years or more. Uh, it had to do with these complex factors, uh, such as, uh, you know, globalization. So we see uh, them demanding a local self-government. What comes across uh, by uh, interviewing, uh, you know, these students and others is that they were feeling excluded. They felt excluded out uh, from this... Uh, you know, the globalized uh, new India. They were feeling excluded from the new India that was coming up around them in Hyderabad city. Uh, so there is a feeling of excluded from the market and from the new economy that was booming around them. 
uh, they were somehow not ready for those jobs and uh, they were not ready for uh, the market boom and it was uh, you know it was creating those two indias one which was like aspiring to move forward the other which was feeling crippled unable to move forward so uh, so this student movement was uh, was critical uh, to reviving the telangana movement and uh, yeah there were a lot of uh, other techniques used uh, through the period of agitation you know you see the picture on uh, on your right and the picture on your right is uh, is again students uh, protesting outside the university on the road so this became a popular uh, means of mobilization people sat down on roads and started uh, cooking lunch and obstructing the traffic and uh, yeah and then there were also folk singers who were singing songs supporting the movement and uh, the political movement boomed uh, so there was this situation where uh, you know all political parties had to kind of accept and agree to the demands so the implications of this movement are that uh, it is premised on uh, restructuring and uh, reconstituting the state as a counterbalance to market forces uh, so people were being uh, were feeling being excluded from the marketplace and uh, they uh, they sort of asserted their rights uh, to participate in the state so they wanted to redo the state in uh, in a way that uh, supports their uh, aspirations for their identity as well as uh, that supports uh, their uh, you know economic or livelihood goals now were uh, were all those goals realized you know that's uh, that's a different uh, question uh, but yeah they did succeed in carving out uh, a state for uh, for themselves uh, however you know inequalities do persist uh, and uh, there continue to be uh, you know the divide between haves and have nots as far as participation in uh, in the market is concerned uh, so you know more broadly if i sort of look back and try to take this big view of history and try to place what is happening uh, in telangana what happened in telangana in, in in like broader context uh we see uh you know post colonial nation states emerging uh in the post war era you know some in the interwar period but largely uh you know post war phase so there is decolonization there are secular socialist uh nationalist forces uh, leaders that emerge in uh, in these post colonial states uh, nehru to nasser there is an emphasis on education of women there is an emphasis on uh, science and technology you know scientific education technical know how the nations are trying to like leapfrog into future 
uh, and there is uh, environmental exploitation as well because they see nature as this open end. And uh, you know, some of these states also tended to have authoritarian tendencies. So you saw this across the world, Africa, Middle East, Asia, uh, you know, in the after uh, World War. And then, uh, you know, Cold War ended with collapse of uh, Soviet Union. And then you have this paradigm of globalization. Uh, there is a resurgence of, uh, uh, you know, consumerism. Uh, the economy tends to be market-centered. Uh, there is a rise in identity politics. So a lot of issues come up, you know, gender, race issues. But we also see uh, fundamentalism, you know, like Islamic fundamentalism or uh, you know, nationalistic Chauvinism that uh, rises uh, during this, uh, this period. So, yeah, you know, for a society sort of moving from this phase to this phase, uh, for a post-colonial society, the transformation is not quite as smooth and there are, uh, you know, various different possibilities there that we see, uh, you know, uh, dissatisfaction with, uh, with market uh, forces, inability to survive and, uh, you know, various kinds of identity assertions, nationalistic or, or others. So these are images of, uh, you know, uh, Me Too movement with women protesting here uh, in the U.S. And these are, uh, you know, Afghan women who are protesting uh, Taliban takeover. So I guess these are like the broad frames within which it falls the, the debate. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, that is why the subject uh, interested me and I think it is an important story, an interesting story for them. So am I still with you? Uh, yes, you are. Okay. So yeah, in the end, I would like to thank uh, my dissertation committee, my dissertation advisor, uh, literacy brokers, CDL uh, faculty publication seminar, uh, you know, my colleague, Joni Schwartz, who was here uh, some time back. Uh, so, and others at, uh, at LaGuardia Community College for having supported uh, my work. I would also like to thank uh, the CUNY FFPB program, uh, which is where I started thinking of my dissertation as a book. And I started uh, writing proposals and sending out and I also want to thank my family and, uh, and uh, you know, this work is sort of dedicated to the people of Telangana. Thank you very much, Professor Yunitanda, for your wonderful presentation. Uh, before we take questions from our attendees, just want to ask you, uh, how did you, uh, actually, how long did it actually take you to do your research and for it to become an actual book? Uh, yeah, so this was my dissertation topic. I picked this topic around uh, 2013 and I completed my dissertation in 2015. Uh, 
and then uh, you know the book came out in uh, 2019 so that was uh, four more years but i wasn't uh, i wasn't working on it all all that uh, time so a couple of years i was like you know focused on my job and then it slowly grew it slowly grew i started uh, participating in these uh, seminars uh you know working on my writing uh being part of uh, you know a group of people like uh, at laguardia you know literacy brokers so i think i did that in uh, 1516 and i was part of a ctl seminar in 1617 uh where i was looking uh at specific things from my dissertation and thinking of publishing them as uh, articles and uh and then i got into this uh, 2017 2018 i think is when i got into this uh, uh cunywide program uh faculty fellowship for publication or something like that ffpb and uh yeah that is when i started writing uh, proposals and sending uh, sending them out and once i wrote the proposal sent it out then i had to kind of redo the dissertation rewrite it as a book and uh yeah so it probably took uh, you know two solid years and two years of uh, i guess testing waters thank you uh hugo fernandez has a question how has covid affected the statehood struggle uh well the statehood uh, struggle so this is a flashback this is an old uh, old story so i don't know probably you missed the first part uh, the statehood uh, was granted in 2014 so the statehood was achieved in uh, in 2014 uh right when i was doing my work when i was doing my you know field uh, field work uh you know i was in uh, in telangana in the summer of 2014 uh you know soon after the announcement for uh, the new state came about and uh, so this is uh so this is not independence uh from india it is uh, sort of independence from a state that they are part of so it's like new york city wanting to be its own state uh, outside of uh, new york state so that's uh, that's what is uh, going on and uh, as i explained i think uh, adrin uh state boundaries in india are fluid it is uh, yeah these are not federal units that came together to constitute uh, you know united states of america or uh, the european union it's it's more unitary so the central uh, government the federal government the federal parliament have the right to redo the boundaries and uh, you often see these demands in india uh, so the agitation cont- uh, continued from uh, 2008 through 2013 and uh, and in uh, 2011 you know uh, statehood was kind of uh, granted but they then uh, went back 
uh, after that the agitation continued again and by uh, end of uh, 2013 uh, the federal government uh, decided to grant uh, you know the demand and uh, by mid 2014 uh, we had a new state and it's uh, it's been uh, you know more than 5 years now so uh, so it was a successful movement <clears throat> uh what has been the reception of your book uh, by, by those who were part of the movement so i would say uh a few book reviews are coming out now um uh, and uh, you know uh it has gone to the attention of people who were uh, in the movement uh due to the pandemic uh i i guess i lost uh, some time i would say uh with the pandemic and stuff you know uh, it's also psychologically i think people are thinking about uh, other things uh now uh but yes you know people who have been activists and uh, you know they have uh, welcomed uh, but yeah the book was uh, sort of uh, uh, i would say i don't know it sort of escaped the radar uh, during the pandemic it just came out uh, right before the pandemic and uh, now uh, slowly it is uh, it is catching up a bit i have uh, i've tried to push it as well you know i've tried to push it with uh, with the actors that i know and now i have some students in uh, in uh, in india who are uh, in in telangana who got in touch with me you know and uh, yeah they are getting their uh, copies and some of them are doing uh, you know book reviews for uh, like in the local newspapers so uh, yeah so uh, reception from the actors has been warm um, however you know it's it's come out in this uh, this kind of a situation and uh, yeah uh, so i would like to thank everyone once again enjoy your weekend and remember to be a upstander if you see a fellow person in need so enjoy your weekend and thank you for joining us and uh, hope to see you next week for our upcoming lectures good night everybody good night